You're listening to the Stoic Philosophy Podcast, Practical Wisdom for Everyday Life. I'm Justin Vakula, and this is episode 46, titled Loneliness. Visit my website at justinvacula.com, where you can connect with me on social media and see past content on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher. Support my work by becoming a donor through Patreon or PayPal. Share, comment, like, subscribe, and leave a review to help support my efforts and keep this project going. I recently saw an article from Aeon.co titled, How Loneliness Generates Empathy and Shapes Identity, in which the author, Cody Dillastrati talks about some positives of loneliness amidst some potential negatives. He writes, While it can lead towards very undesirable places, isolation, depression, and suicide, it can also make us better observers of the social world. We can become more perceptive, more in charge of our reality, as loneliness makes life compelling. Vitally, loneliness assures us that our life is our own. Historically and mythically, it has been the singular and narrow path towards virtue, morality, and self-understanding. This is an interesting observation to me, as loneliness can often be thought of in terms of the negatives rather than the positives. Many people will cope with loneliness differently, have different interpretations of loneliness, and even prefer loneliness, more of a lone wolf lifestyle, rather than one in which they continually yearn for social interaction. Some positives, though, from loneliness can be had, having prime control over one's environment and time, crafting and adhering to one's own schedule, not having to consider the wants of others, having time to self-reflect, time to rest, time to do things our own way, time to forge or strengthen a self-identity rather than being reliant on others for a sense of purpose or meaning. We won't have to worry about others canceling plans we or even they have made, bringing negativity into our lives, badgering us, or making demands that we don't quite like. Social engagement, particularly immersion in romantic relationships, as I have mentioned in previous episodes, can come with significant costs. We might have an ideal vision for a relationship, think of potential positives, but will likely face peaks and valleys, significant valleys, and may question whether it's all worth it. To reevaluate our commitments and lean more toward favoring loneliness considering the whole picture, not just the negatives. Come to accept that loneliness may have some pitfalls, but this may be preferred to pitfalls from other options. Pick your poison. We can take charge of our own lives by being more careful with how and with whom we spend our time limiting our social interactions, being very selective about who we let into our close circles, not despairing in loneliness, and also not just taking anyone in because we want social connection. Again, loneliness can be preferred to close connections in some cases, just for the sake of having close connections if those interactions will bring you down physically, emotionally, financially, and be a time sink. Being content with loneliness is important, because others won't always be present for us in a time of need. Relying on others too much can take away from our personal coping skills, place too much reliance on others. What will we do when we're without help? What if others happen to steer us in the wrong direction? What if others' interests do not provide the best for us? Might others take advantage of us? We can benefit from social interactions, from good friends, but ultimately ought not to be totally or mostly propped up by others. We can aim for a healthy mix of self-reliance and social benefit, perhaps even looking to the wisdom of people from modern and ancient times to find wisdom, to find refuge in the thoughts of others who can help us live a better life. We can escape loneliness in a way by consuming books, podcasts, and other material in our own time, on our own terms, and find benefits without the human-to-human interaction. 
Returning to the Aeon.co article, the author notes that loneliness can be essential for self-reflection. He writes, It can be a space of reflection that is hard won, a form of wisdom, a master emotion that colors all other emotions. Importantly, I now feel that without a willingness to face loneliness, we forfeit our freedom. This freedom, I think, it's really important. Stoics note that our capacity for choice, to not be compelled to do something we do not want to do, this is part of our reasoning faculty, a distinct part of being human, this notion of things being up to us. We can reflect on an element of control we have in our lives, rather than being pushed and pulled by people or things around us. We can take responsibility and make choices to work toward bettering our lives. If we refuse loneliness, depend too much on others, depend too much on social approval, adhere too much to cultural norms, and live in such a way that we follow others' templates for lives, especially when we don't like those scripts, we sacrifice our freedom. It's quite a cost, which should not be underestimated. In our own time, without others, without interacting face-to-face, we can engage in hobbies, watching videos, movies, Netflix series, reading, exercising, listening to podcasts, as I mentioned. We can create content, learn languages, play games, engage in money-making pursuits. There are so many options. Let's not talk about being bored, having nothing to do, and only feeling fulfilled if others are present. Let's not rely on others to be occupied, to need face-to-face interaction, to make good use of our time. Let's look to Stoic texts for some thoughts on loneliness. In his letter titled On Living to Oneself, Seneca echoes themes of self-reliance, being in control of one's life, and acceptance. He writes, Avoid the many, avoid the few, and avoid even the individual, (laughs) seemingly urging his friend Lucilius to be careful about his interactions with crowds, close friends, and even himself. This draws awareness to a truth about the human condition, that all individuals are flawed, in some degree of keeping oneself in check, being vigilant, being humble, looking for outside guidance, while still maintaining an individualistic spirit, moderation, we see. Here and elsewhere in Seneca's letter is an important virtue. Seneca notes that we can, as he writes, make a wrong use of our loneliness in grief, fear, shame, anger, and desire, that negative, excessive emotions can be dangerous if not tempered by oneself or others. Applications of stoicism should help keep us grounded, help us to be self-aware, to be mindful, and able to maintain a level head in solitude. Seneca urges his friend to speak and live in this way, see to it that nothing keeps you down. Here, Seneca calls for a stoic lifestyle, applying his wisdom to life, the wisdom of others. There is a great practical benefit and a consistency in character which is called for. This can help keep us afloat in times of stress, to help weather the storms of chance, the peaks and valleys in life, to brave fortune and prevail amidst both adversity and good fortune, especially of our own accord, perhaps totally not alone, But surely we can draw on others for support, for if we have mastery of our own emotions and thoughts, or at least make significant progress toward a sound mind and lifestyle, we can be strong, resilient, and benefit from loneliness, as opposed to reliance too much on others, and being without hope, should we not able to take control over our own lives. In his letter titled On the Futility of Halfway Measures, Seneca repeats his theme about people creating problems for themselves, engaging in self-destructive behaviors, self-limiting thoughts, continuing on unproductive paths while complaining instead of making changes for the positive. He calls this a self-imposed slavery, something we can break free from if we take control of our lives and make changes. Ultimately, it's up to us 
Rather than relying on others or blaming others, complaining, waiting for others to change things for us, we have to make changes ourselves. If we rely too much on others to help us, rather than doing the work ourselves, things may never change for the better and can surely get worse. We can adopt an attitude of self-reliance, planning in our solitude, and breaking free of the slavery we can impose on ourselves. Perhaps, too, some of the slavery is caused by others, or at least linked to others, others' behaviors which are not in our control. But we can take back control by changing our environments, reconsidering the amount of time we spend with others, and taking initiative to live a more fulfilling life, relying more on ourselves. Seneca writes, There are few men whom slavery holds fast, but there are many more who hold fast to slavery. Which sort of slavery might you subject yourself to? Are you engaging in actions which you really don't want to? Might some of your dissatisfaction be related to interactions with others? Can more of a lone wolf lifestyle be a benefit? Surely some element of loneliness can have some positive aspects. We can reflect on people from our past, or maybe our present. Commitments we have made, goals we have had, and question, is it really worth it? Might our longing for romantic relationships be self-defeating? Are we better off single? Are our marriages worth continuing, especially if we are dissatisfied? Should we continue engaging with family members who may be a burden on us? Can we limit the amount of people in our social circles and be better off for it? The Anathema song, Looking Outside Inside, seems to feature a character who questions the worth of his social engagement. He is in a confused state, noting some negatives of his interactions with others, and even after trying to change, the same patterns happen. The lyrics note, Twisted face of fading beauty, count the cost of suffering. Cannot see the day before you, only feel what's deep inside. Try to change, it makes no difference. Didn't want it, didn't need it, didn't want it. Tired of life, flying high, you caught me in your eye. Disintegrated, incinerated, this is not how I want to be. It's a call, perhaps, to be very careful about who we associate with, to reevaluate our social circles, and be aware of the negative aspects of dealing with others. When might walking away be justified? We can ask. Another anathema song, Fragile Dreams, may be written as a breakup song in which the main character comes to a realization that his romantic relationship or friendship was, in the end, not worth it. That he gave several chances and hopes for change, but came to accept, in a state of loneliness, that he must forge his own path and change his level of commitment. Perhaps he was extremely tolerant, ignored red flags, but eventually he reached a breaking point. He is now ready to change rather than continuing with the same patterns, the self-imposed suffering and slavery Seneca refers to. The lyrics note, Countless times I trusted you, I let you back in, knowing, yearning, you know, I should have run, but I stayed. Today I introduced myself to my own feelings. In silent agony, after all these years, they spoke to me. After all these years. Here, the silent agony might be that moment in solitude, the process of self-reflection and re-evaluation. A benefit came from that time alone, to accept the bitter pill of reality and break free from the negativity, looking for new meaning, looking for new purpose. It takes courage. The struggle may be tough, but if the negatives outweigh the positives and call for a bold change, we must make the right decision to have more peace of mind and a more content life. Rather than lamenting loneliness, we can see positives which can come from it and realize that a life including a large degree of social engagement and reliance on others can have its downside. We can keep a close circle of friends, be careful about who we associate with, and be content with our own thoughts and our own company. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more content.
Visit my website at justinvacula.com, where you can find links to my social media portals and see past content on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher. Support my work by becoming a donor through Patreon or PayPal. Share, comment, like, subscribe, and leave a review to help support my efforts and keep this project going. Podcast music, used with permission, is brought to you by Phil Giordana's symphonic metal group, Fairyland. The song titled Master of the Waves is from their album Score to a New Beginning. Find more information in the show notes. Have a great day.